Well, we're I guess we're we're uh, we're, we're live here then. Uh, if people are, uh, are are finding their way in, um, um, so I uh, will we'll wait for Andy to show up, and I guess we'll get started. So uh, I got Sam Samus Fandiari from uh, Light Years Pod uh, on Blue Wire, who I did their podcast last night. Uh, he and his podcast partner Andy, who is uh, tardy. I I'm I'm offended. Um, and so they are returning the favor tonight and we're going to talk mostly warriors. So, uh, by the way, this is, this is Colin shots. I'm Seth part now from the athletic, from stats bomb, uh, from the mid range theory. Um, if you got a question, uh, stick your hand up and we will get to you. Um, so Sam, mostly, mostly when I, when I start these off, I just give you the floor and introduce yourself. And, uh, so take a couple minutes and then Whoa. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk some dubs. Yeah, let's do that. Um, one, something's up with Andy's iOS right now. So, uh, I'm oh, is that him? Stall. Oh, is he? In? Is is that him in the with? There's an Andy with a Warriors yes. avatar. All right, that's that, him. That seems. Yep. There we go. All for, right. For we'll some bring reason, Andy. I'll wait till Andy gets on stage, and then everyone can listen to me troubleshoot my issues with him. <laughs> Andy, for some reason, texting you—you've you've changed your uh, like your your iMessage. It goes to your email instead of your phone number. I don't know what that's all about. Oh, oh it's a problem. Hi, <laughs> really? hi, guys. Anyway, ignore that. Yeah. So this is this is clearly the the the, the first three uh, the first three man pod I've done is clearly the most professional effort so far. So I'd like to uh, thank you guys for this. No, uh, I was just telling Sam that uh, I basically start these off by letting the the guest or in this case guests uh, say what's up and introduce themselves. So take a minute or two and um, tell people where they can find you, and then we'll jump right in and uh, and I will see if I can uh, stir some up up some more. Uh, a warrior's agitation like I did last night. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having us on, Seth. Um, yeah. I, Andy, I was just telling Seth that um, he he riled up the fans by insinuating that the Phoenix Suns were better than the Warriors. Like, like not like regular season better, but just like he would pick them to win the series. That was the uh, that was the predominant feedback I got from the podcast. Like, great podcast, but you know that guy just how's he smart? He sounds like an idiot. There's no way that losing. <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't insinuate it. I I flat out said it. So like, let's like like facts are facts. But yes. So anyway, <laughs> and, and so uh, you you two guys are probably the. Uh, it is a high bar, but among the leading warriors triumphalists, I would say in in the uh, in, NBA Twitter space, would you uh, would you lay claim to that? You, you know, I will say that Sam and I we used to be very on top of our game. I do think we're a little washed in terms of the stuff that we say online. I think we're not as uh, controversial as we used to be, but you can also find us on the Light Years Podcast. Uh, it's and, like, uh, it, yeah, it yeah, it's, thing, but yeah, we're, we're, it's just, it's, it's a little different. It's not as fun doing it anymore, I think. Um, but who knows? Maybe Steph wins his fourth and, uh, and it's the greatest player of his generation. And uh, Andy's, we'll back. Andy's like Trump here, you know, saying, you know, he, he stirred the pot. Then next thing you know, you got all these, you know, even more radical Canon supporters out here. And I was, I was like, Oh, I didn't sign up for that. I, I don't know what I just compared us to, but I'm just going to go. Wow. wow. All right. So you guys are, you guys are, are, 
pro warriors and, and optimists. So how are you feeling right now about the warriors this season? Uh, we've established that I feel uh, more skeptical of them than you do, but I, I would like your, your uh, if, even breaking character, your, uh, your honest opinion of, <laughs> of, of, of where they're at this season. Uh, what surprised you, what's disappointed you, um, what they need uh, if they need something. So any piece of that you want to, you want to uh, address. Uh, I'll start. Um, I am, I don't want to say concerned, but dr- the injuries are starting to get me to a concern level. Uh, and by that, I mean specifically Draymond Green with the uh, herniated disc. Uh, I guess Friday there'll be an update. It's two weeks. Um, but, like, everything with this Warriors team revolves around the idea that they're superstars, core players, are going to be healthy going into the playoffs. I think the thing that surprised me was just how much Draymond was able to quote unquote turn back the clock defensively. And like realistically, like, you know, watching them, they're like, they're better on defense than they are on offense. They, I would say that's their defining trait. Like I, I, I think they're gonna have problems scoring against some really good teams, but they yeah. might be able to hold them to less points. And yeah. so the Draymond injury is, it's starting to make me a, a little scared. All the injuries are starting to – look, before when the team was rolling uh, a month ago, uh, Clay wasn't back yet, but we were assuming he was going to get healthy. I would say this team was, was one of the title favorites, probably along with the Milwaukee Bucks and, and the Nets and, and the Suns maybe uh, I would throw in there. Like those would be my teams. But now I'm concerned because Draymond, like, like Sam is saying, but Clay's out now. Clay has a knee tweak or whatever it is, and they're saying it's not serious, and I don't believe any of it. So we'll see. He's questionable tomorrow. I doubt he plays. I doubt he plays for a while. We'll see. And that's a guy that they need to be good. Like, this is not about, oh, let's get him healthy. As long as he's on the floor, he's going to be good. Like a Kyrie situation. It's more of like a, nah, he needs to play like 20, 30 games of the regular season so he can get back in shape to play playoff games. He's not just going to show up and be great. And then the third one is Steph. Yeah. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go, go with the Steph thing. Sorry. Oh, no. The, the last one is Steph. And, and I think at this point, it's – He's got it. My, my thing is he's hurt. Um, that's why he can't shoot. And so I'm just going to say he's injured. <laughs> and that's the final one that I was like, that's the third injury. So your best three players are injured right now. Uh, that's a problem. I, I would be pretty concerned. I wasn't a month ago, but now I am. We'll check back in a month from now. So I'm going to make a we, – we talked about this a little last night, and I think I, I brought up uh, – broached the topic with you guys of kind of the roster's lack of innings eaters, if you will. And I think we were talking about it in the context of, of Steph offensively. I think that does kind of apply to Draymond defensively as well. Um, and and I'll, I'll make a team comparison, a team that at the start of the year that was if everything goes right, they're right there. But you look at the roster and maybe they didn't do enough to – ensure that that everyone gets the playoffs healthy and that's the Miami Heat. Um now obviously the talent on the top end talent on the Warriors is better, but structurally there may be, you know, okay, how are we going to get Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry to the playoffs healthy if we have to rely on them doing stuff every night. And no. it's a little of the same dynamic with the Warriors, is that fair? I I agree with you and I would actually say on the Draymond front it's a bigger deal. Um, because they don't look Jordan Poole has turned into a nice player and like a great find for number 28 pick, but like no one's going to confuse him for Steph Curry. 
Uh, they're not going to generate offense at the level they do when Steph's off the floor, but they still can kind of just get through a malaise potentially without Steph. Um, Draymond's role, like literally by not having another big man who can just absorb the physical contact, like he might come back a more limited player. So Andy's been bigger on this than me. I was kind of optimistic that James Wiseman um, would come back from whenever his meniscus, like at the beginning of the season, we thought he was going to be back by mid-November. And I was like, yeah, they'll be fine. He can eat minutes. If he turns into a good player, great. If not, he's just, you know, Enos Cantor and second unit type of deal. Like we know he's not playing in the playoffs. Um, but now we're up to game 48 and he hasn't played a minute and they don't have a backup center. I, I don't even know how they've got Kayvon Looney to play this many games without breaking down, but it's like, that that's my concern with Draymond. So if he comes back, what are they going to do to kind of take the pressure off of his, let, let's just say his back until the playoffs? Because we, we both know for them to win in the playoffs, Draymond's playing 25 minutes, 30 minutes a game at the center. They're using their small ball. It's their best lineup, right? Well, I also think the the way that – yeah, I agree. And I also think the way they build the team is is the way that Steve's system works as well as how these players fit around Steph and Dre. And it's always funny because you just can't have that many rookies and then you can't have them play this type of system and have it be successful at the same time. Uh, Miami has a great developmental system. I think the Warriors hired the right people, but it takes time to get there. Uh, it's going to take time for these young kids to be able to play in that system. And I think it, it's very hard to play in this system. The only players that can play there, like right off the bat almost, is Juan Toscano Anderson types and Davian Lee types. But you're seeing, like, these guys just aren't good enough to be consistently good. They're just not, as compared to some of these other innings eaters types. So I think that's, like, an issue that they have. But, I mean, end of the day, I mean, I, I guess that's, like, end of the day, they may not have a better record because they don't have those type of players. But like you said, though, if it comes down to a seven-game series, they've probably got the best guys that you can possibly have outside of maybe one or two other teams. The only other thing I'll throw in on the Miami front is Miami, from what I can see, has one player who's 21 years or younger, and that's Tyler Hero. He's the same age as Jordan Poole. They don't have three guys on the roster who are teenagers. Um, they do have, like, the the Max Struss, like, Gabe Vincent, like, uh, where did Pat Riley and, you know, Andy Ellis find these guys? It yeah, never exactly. ends with those guys. It never and, ends. And, and I would I would put those guys as the equivalent of, like, a Juan Scott Anderson, Damian Lee, um, you know, even GP2. GP2's playing out of his mind right now, but it's like, you know, kind of those fringy guys you find who can play for you. But, but my point is, all those guys are – 25 26 24 they're not playing they're not wasting three roster spots on young guys and that's kind of what the annoying thing about the warriors whole um win now and develop now thing is it's uh it's not doable like teams who are able to develop players while contending tend to develop players who are not raw 19 year old rookies and i think kuminga is going to be really good but, like, just from a developmental perspective, he's so much farther behind where, let's just say, like, Tyler Hero is in his, like, trajectory to being whatever he's going to be. So, 
I, I'm glad you went there because this is something that we talked about. We touched on it last night on your guys' show, and we've talked about it a ton, kind of in DMs and stuff like that. I am I am frustrated by that, and actually, like like I I, I thought of it more in, just in terms of sort of the the trade tools in terms of both like players who have value and salary to send out. But I think you're you're making a really good point. Like that's three three roster spots that instead of having, you know, uh, taking shots on, on, you know, a guy, a minimum guy who might give you something that those, those are, I don't, they're not, they're not dead roster spots, but with respect to something towards playoff goodness, they kind of are. I mean, maybe Kaminga can give some playoff minutes in, in, uh, in, in the right matchup, but that's, that's, you know, that's less likely than it is. To, that's that's less likely. And even to, yeah. And even if he is, isn't it going to be in the context of the same thing that like uh, I don't know why we're focused on Miami, but like a uh, like a Gabe Vincent might where Miami's it's like, awesome. Yeah, where it's like Steve Kerr is going to throw him in to change the energy of a game. He's not throwing him in there to be like, all right, we need someone who can get post touches going. You know, it's going to be like. Let's throw in this hyper-athletic wing, hoping he changes the momentum of the game, which is no different than taking a flyer on a guy. Like, obviously, he has higher upside because, um, I don't know, he's, like, 12 years old, right? Like, he's <laughs> his whole future ahead of him. But, like, that's that's the sort of thing where they could have converted some of them into guys who play in your top eight in, like, a serious playoff rotation, right? And now we're, and now we're here. Now it's, you know preying on Draymond's health and the rehab Wiggins and, you know, whatever else. And your, your guys' read is basically the same as everyone's. Is they're just as much as, as much as someone like me is going to like yell at them. They don't care about, about, you know, okay, you, you have Steph. He's, he's tail end of his prime is, is, is probably fair. Uh, Draymond has who knows how much more, left as at that level of player as like a, you know, a defensive player of the year level player. Um, what are you waiting for? But they're obviously not going to do that. Is that, am I, am I misreading the situation in any way? I've, I don't know anyone who thinks the opposite. Like it's just <laughs> at this point, they've bludgeoned me. And like, I, I, the only thing I will say is like, what can they do at this point other than trade Kuminga? Because you, yeah. you work for them. You work for an NBA team. What is James Wiseman's trade value right now? James, I mean, James Wiseman's like maybe uh, he's mostly there as as a decent sized salary. Salary, and maybe, maybe like maybe if if you were trading him into space, you'd get a good a late first, good second form. Um, yeah, like in context of his injury yeah. and what you've seen yes. right now, like no one's no one's like jumping to give you their productive player for him. They 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 want to take a flyer. Like maybe we can do something with him. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make a good point. I mean, beyond that, I mean, you've got Jordan Poole, but Jordan Poole, I think, is is probably the type of player that's more of a bench player. And if you're in, like, if, if you're trading, like, you, like, if you're trading someone who's in your, in your, your, your shortlist group. Yeah. Yeah, then then your you, the, your target your your aim has to be even even better. Now you're like, okay, if we're if we're packaging like Jordan Poole and some guys, that means we're getting a starter level player. And now now that's a big ask. And then and then like does does Wiseman and Poole do that? 
No. Does Wiseman pull in Kaminga? Yeah, that, that that gets you something, but that's and, that's the kind of trade that's just not happening. And and, and, just, and also, <laughs> it's mostly not happening because Joe Lacob is not going to allow it to happen. <laughs> I mean, even if the trade makes sense. Yeah. Like right now, Seth, you would do a. And again, this is not. I just bring this up because yeah. I, I think this is the funniest name. It's it's Wiseman and or Kaminga and Wiggins for Pascal Siakam. You would do that. I'm. I would do. I would. I, if I was the Warriors, I would do. I would do Kaminga and Wiseman for Siakam. I don't know if I would do Wiseman and Wiggins. Like Wiggins has been. Oh wow, really? Yeah, Wiggins is, Wiggins has been good enough that I like. I don't know that that's a that's a big enough upgrade. Um, in in one position it doesn't give you another. It doesn't give you another top X guy. It maybe is an upgrade at one of those spots, but is that enough of one to? So you to, you wouldn't feel I'm more a little confident. Shocked. You wow. wouldn't feel. Like, let me walk you through a scenario. You wouldn't feel more confident about the Warriors. Um, you're you're obviously committing to playing quote unquote small, um, full time. But Draymond and Siakam is your four or five, however you define them, and then. Steph, Clay, and, uh, you know, I don't know, GP, you cobble minutes between GP2, who currently is playing, like, uh, the, the optimized version of, like, Alex Russo, and, like, uh, um, Andre Godala, who knows how many minutes think, he can think, give you physically. I think Alex Russo at the beginning of the year was playing the optimized version of Alex Russo, but that's true, true. neither here nor there. Um, Damian Lee, like, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, you, yeah. you, you cobble the minutes for that third perimeter spot you, you don't think that's a better i, I think um, it's better a, a, be, a better thing than um you know the reality which is like wiggins solidifying your third perimeter spot and then you trying to figure out who the hell is your fifth guy in the front court right no i think i think it's better but i'm i'm more worried about going into a situation where you're cobbling together um i think we've 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 kind of seen recent years in the playoffs and the Warriors are actually one of the teams that like made this a thing is like the, the, the weak spot kills you. Like you, we talk about the playoffs being a spot where best player wins. That's true. But if you don't have enough guys you can put on the court and they don't kill you um, like, you know, the, like what have been the drawbacks that, that for example, Utah's had, they have, they haven't been able to put five guys who can defend on the court ever in the playoffs. And what's, what's their Achilles heel in the playoffs. And I guess it won't be guys who can defend necessarily, but there's going to be someone who's questionable defensively and another guy who you don't have to guard. And these are the kinds of things that against good teams and like the comparison with Phoenix, why I think healthy Phoenix would be favored is they don't put those guys on the court. They don't have to put those guys on the court in the playoffs ever. Like, you know, maybe if they get hurt or something, but they, but they are, they have, they have, they have dudes like one through seven, one through eight. And, and as well as, you know, they, okay, maybe that maybe their top two aren't as good as the Warriors top two. We can, we can kind of argue back and forth about that. Like on balance. Like I think right. Steph, mm-hmm. is, Steph is better than CP, but I think Booker's probably better than Draymond. So it see where we go there. But then you're talking about, you're talking about one of the elite role players different. in the league. Yeah, you know, it's, it, I know it's a completely wise, but it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a completely to, different. I don't even know how to wrap my head around the idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, longer, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you compare that, but but then you then you have like you know like one of the elite wing role players in Mikael Bridges. You've got a very good like next guy in Jay Crowder and DeAndre Ayton, who if if it's the DeAndre Ayton from last year's playoffs is a problem. 
is a problem, especially for the Warriors, I think, just because of their lack of size. But I, if you so, truncate the Warriors rotation, and, and we're talking about taking out you know, your, your, your Juan Toscanos and Bialichas sure. and, and J- Damian Lees of the world, uh, and, and you put in kind of Clay Thompson, who's, again, this is kind of an issue here. Right. You know, Suns don't have this issue. Is that because Mikel Bridges is healthy and Jay Crowder is healthy? Clay Thompson and Andre Godala and Andrew Wiggins and then Otto Porter, like those are wing guys that yeah. I generally will trust in a series. Not so much far off than your your Jay Crowders and even Mikel Bridges of the world. Like I get that those guys are good all the time, but I, plus, I would argue that you know your Wiggins Looney's and the new are just as good. What's that? What's that? I said plus Looney's the new Bill Russell. And we, I mean, you know, you guys are, you guys are joking. If he makes it there, you guys are joking, but I think Looney's been been especially like early in the season when they were just on another level defensively. Like Draymond got a lot of credit for it, but I thought Looney was pretty spectacular. Yeah, like no, I mean he's he's a good, he's a really good player, and he's. I think what makes it funny is he's kind of good in it. He's kind of an extinct player. Like, how many other players are there like Looney out there? Like. Was was he like carrying Taj Gibson's like mantle or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, there aren't players who play the game like him, so it's hard to really evaluate how a like, slightly statier Collins twin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because never gets off the ground, but he never makes mistakes on defense either. He rebounds. I mean, he's he's just a good player, right? He's pre- I mean, he's pretty mobile, good hands. Like, yeah, passes passes the ball really well. You know, can can function in the offense. So yeah, no, he's a he's he's a nice he's a good cog for them. But he's also, we you get into the playoffs and you get you know second round playoff big men matchups and you kind of cringe. Like say the say the Lakers figure it out and it's it's Looney and Anthony Davis. It's like I mean, well, send Anthony Davis home. It's over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's like they they need 30 plus minutes out of Looney, and in an ideal world, he's maybe more of a 15 to 20 minute guy when he gets to that level, right? Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. So that's so again, that's that's sort of why I I I would be if if it was me, and it's not for any number of reasons. Um, the the, uh, the 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 thing I would be looking to do is not like you know upgrade Wiggins to something else. It's it's okay. Get a new get a get a fourth or fifth best guy who is a a, a dude. You know, I, I like to think of the NBA in tiers, because uh, you know that's what I write about in the offseason. And I'm talking getting like a high tier four, low tier three player. That's a, a real difference maker. So you're not having to cobble like maybe you're having to cobble together twenty minutes total a night from all the other guys instead of right now they probably need to cobble sixty minutes. You know, between sort of the other dudes on the roster, and that's a lot when we get into sort of high end playoff games. I think. Do they? Because like, let's run through this. All right, if if they're playing serious basketball, so like going. <laughs> well, you're, the I Phoenix, mean, you're, going against yeah, like the Phoenix Suns, yeah. right? You're, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna assume you can play Clay forty minutes a game, and I think that's. I wasn't even going to go yeah. there. Okay. I was going to say you're you're going to play Steph and Draymond forty minutes. Yeah. Um, if you can't get forty minutes out of them, you're dead in the water anyway. Right. Um, let's say Clay gets you thirty minutes. Um, I'm not particularly. You have Jordan Poole eating up the twenty six minutes behind those two guards. Uh, Wiggins. 
better be able to give you 40 minutes being as he's like the best athlete in the NBA. Um, they really have just the one spot, which Looney's going to eat a certain amount of minutes and a few spare spots. To, so, so it really comes down to like, can they add another front court player? Cause like how many minutes can you play Looney and Otto together right. or just combined? Like, let's say you get 15 minutes out of each of them. That's 30 minutes, still 18 plus another eight yeah. or so with Draymond over time. 20, someone who can give you 25 minutes is basically what we're getting at. Right. Yeah, no, and I think I mean, like, and in in that's almost the kind of guy we're talking about, like a right. a super high end role player who can who can fill those minutes and not just fill those minutes, but excel in those minutes. Like you know, like would not, you consider that like what PJ Tucker did for the? Even though I think he was really up and down in the playoffs, but like what he did for the the Bucks last year. I mean, that's that's certainly a, a, a an example. The the example that we we gave last night, which I think is probably more pertinent, is like Jeremy Grant on the Nuggets uh, two years ago. Ah, okay. Like, you know, the, like Jeremy Grant turned out to be a little bit better player than than we thought he was when he got to Detroit. Um, not quite as good a player as he thinks he, he, is. he evidently thinks he is. Um, but, but yeah, so it's it's you know, I'm like. Iguodala, like four years ago, is probably like that's the like the supersized version of what we're talking about. Almost like a a guy who can give you twenty all star level minutes a game. That's probably that's probably too big an ask. But sort of that that mold that that sort of range and mold of player, and maybe maybe slightly different skill set, maybe a little bit more on ball creativity, a little more scoring and shooting ability um, than than you know a lot of the guys we're talking about. Just to just to you know better balance out like the non-Steph minutes and, and maybe not have Steph have to carry the whole offense for, you know, we, we years. hit on one, we hit on one of these names last night, but I kind of wanted, we, we didn't really, you didn't really yeah. expand on it. Sure. Apparently the, the, the Clippers appear to be a team who might sell, right? Yeah. Um, just because like Paul George might be done for the year and Kawhi's probably not coming back. Is there anyone there? Like, like, Looking at this realistically, you have to look at context of teams who would actually sell. Right. Like Batum, Ibaka. I, I don't know. Does Ibaka can you nah. even move? No, nah, um, I don't think. I, I don't like no. Marcus. There's no way to get Marcus Morris without giving up Wiseman, um, which would be a non-starter for ownership. So like, let's go to let's go to Batum. You can actually acquire Batum in terms of uh, mechanisms of the cap. Sure. Like you can give one of your minimum contracts and a and a pick together. I mean, if he, if that was, I mean, if that if that's if that's on the table, yeah, you do that. I like, you know, I, I don't but does know. He, does he address I, what you're right, saying? Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm making an yeah, assumption they want right. they would move him, but right, but, right. Uh, I don't I don't know how much of a hurry a lot of teams are going to be in how much in how much of a hurry they're going to be to do Golden State a whole lot of favors like that. But yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, that, I mean that helps, but it doesn't. That, that's 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 sort of a, a, a incremental thing. Rather than a, you know, uh, like I, whatever you want to say, their title, like say they have a like ten percent, ten percent title chances now. What gets you to fifteen percent? That's like Batum gets you from ten to ten and a half percent. I'm talking about the one that gets you like a a a, a, a chunk of change more on on I, on your ability. To, do you have a name? I want to. I name just I just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's like you know the, the the name that I was on for a while is was was Miles Turner, 
And Caitlin Cooper completely talked me out of that. Uh, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before on, on this show, just talking about sort of the, the way she described his, his sort of limitations and playing random offense. And I was like, Ooh, that doesn't sound good for, for, for someone that, that could help the Warriors. Um, you know, his limitations in random offense and his desire to kind of always be on the floor at closing time and have plays run through him and stuff. I was like, hmm. That's, yeah, that's maybe maybe not. Like, well, I, like, I think that that's one of the reasons I think a lot of people looked at Miles Turner. We would, I think, a lot of people would always say, "Well, he's good in theory," and then nobody would yeah. want him in the front office yeah. or in NBA teams. And I, I, I didn't know, but you can kind of guess that that would make sense, right? Like to yeah. me, that's why Cam Reddish got traded for 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 a bag of Cheetos and, and well, some socks. Also, not good. <laughs> so well, you know, but he, but he's, I mean, he could be someone that. I think he thinks he could average twenty five points. To NBA, yeah, right. Like he and and, no. and he's like kind of. I, I feel like the same. Give him enough Randall. shots, he'll get there. <laughs> like, well, I feel I, the same with Randall. It's like you give him enough shots and do the same thing. But man, is he not a good basketball player? Especially yeah. with the way that you have to, to to build your team around him. I just right. if that's the case with Miles Turner, I mean, let's. I mean, Draymond would kill him. <laughs> I mean, that's the first. No, one. so I, so I think that I mean, honestly, like after like the the. A guy who's a weird fit in sort of the modern NBA style is is uh, is Sabonis, but I think yeah. like Sabonis, you put like you think he can't play in the Warriors' offense, and oh, he's yeah, a perfect fit for the offense. Yeah, there, I mean it, now, now it's a question of the defense. Yeah, right? are, are there? But I mean, you maybe like there are matchups where he actually helps in the defense, and there are matchups he doesn't, and then maybe you hope you get enough offensively to you get enough better on offense that maybe some of the downgrades defensively in spots, but you become a much better team. Like if you I refuse, trade a couple I refuse to trade a player who Chris Paul is going to put through a blinder and a pick and roll just for my, <laughs> I can't, I can't give him, I, I can't have the point God propaganda <laughs> going against the Warriors. Kavon Moody could guard Chris Paul one-on-one pretty easily. I mean, at this yeah. point, Sabonis, I don't want to see it. You just you just don't want to like you you'll sacrifice a championship just to not have the not have the the the, the not not have someone like the tables turned on some of the uh, the Steph Curry go bear gifts like that's that much of a point of pride for you. We had David. Yes, Seth, Seth, we had David Lee. We don't need yeah. the second iteration but, of. Oh, but this is so much better. He's, yeah, he's like, like he's like a four inch taller David Lee. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a lot better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but while, while we're wrapping here, by like not like wrapping up, but we're just we're, we're kind of wrapping here. But uh, folks, in 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 listening in the audience, you got any questions? Raise your hand. I'm sure uh, I'm sure the guys will 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 love to throw stones at me. Anything any 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 Absolutely. any fat pitch you want to throw at them, they they would love to to, to smack me with them. Um, <laughs> no, that I mean that is that is sort of the hard thing is especially as like. You know, certain guys who might have been interesting are, you know, they get hurt or something like that. Or, you know, you, you mentioned a name, though. Like, you like you, you talked about Wiggins and Wiseman for Siakam. Two of the young guys for Siakam. You do that, I think that makes it. That doesn't take you from 10 to 15%. That takes you from, like, 10 to 20%. Like, now we're, now we're talking. Like, that's a, like, yeah, you're all in. But look who you have on your team. You should be all in. And that's a... That's that that becomes a very scary like you're you're closing with you're closing with with Draymond Siakam Wiggins Clay and Steph. You think I got a name? I got a name for you. A player I think reasonable chance will be traded. uh, Christian Wood. 
Uh, no. Not my favorite player. No, but, stop um, it. No. Well, I'm just I, I'm like, dude, the playing low key makes it hard to find teams who are sellers. Yeah, I know. Because everyone's there's like five teams who will be sellers. Well, no, it's why you. I mean, that's that's also why you kind of you do have to like think about offering value. So it's not like like these teams aren't going to run out and and you know even even it seems like the the Rockets aren't going to be giving Aaron, Aaron, Eric Gordon away, like right. even for whatever you know whatever. Um, but so but but if you if you like teams are still going to be willing to do business. It's not like oh well we gotta. We can we can either we well we really want to make the ten seed and that's so we don't we, we don't want Jonathan Kaminga because we want the ten seed this year, for right. you know like I you know that's that's I there may be teams that think like that um, I kind of doubt it. Um, Mo Bamba, I don't know. Like this is a very yeah. N- none of these none of these names are uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like you know, the I like the immediate rejection of Christian Wood. Though. So here's here. So like this is this is you know, I, I think that they they take this too far. But the you know sort of the the Draymond and Myers uh, formulation of eighty two and sixteen. Is there any? What is your level of confidence that Christian Woods is a sixteen game player? <laughs> yeah, somewhere yeah, between ten know. and fifteen percent. <laughs> Well, I just I don't know if he's a winning player overall, regardless yeah. of whether he even be a very skilled team. It's skilled. just like it may, yeah. Actually, maybe if he could be a project like James Wiseman is going to be, where it's now Christian Wood has already proven to be a, a talented, a good player that can put up numbers. But yeah. it's just like the winning habits. I, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna fucking lie to you. I don't watch the Houston Rockets. But it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he has winning habits. I don't want to. I don't want to. Sam said this one time. I'm not paying to find out. I'm not paying to find out. <laughs> If he has winning habits, I'll tell you that right now. And so, no, I, I, they're not. They're not the position to pay to find out. They're <laughs> right. Like you know, they're especially yeah, they're, the way they play basketball. Yeah, like that's the other thing too. Like uh, you could throw Bismack Biombo. I'm watching him, you know, lately, kind of just look like DeAndre, and which tells you kind of DeAndre is kind of mediocre because anybody playing put up numbers. So it's like the Warriors, like Bismack Biombo wouldn't fit, and it's like kind of not his fault. It's just. Bismack Biombo would be forced to kind of run, run and make passing decisions. And that's not <laughs> going to work. Kind of just be, that's not going to work yeah. exactly. That's not going to work. And I think that's that's kind of why it's kind of harder for these type of players, especially these role players that I think are good to put yeah. in the Warrior system. It's just it's kind of I mean, there's, to like, there's there's you know like a player that I that I like for every team is PJ Washington. I don't know how gettable he mm. is. You know, lower end is someone like Kenrich Williams. Who you guys would love if he was on if he was on your team, but I'm not. But he's kind of lower end. Not he's okay. Sort of, yeah, oh. he's in that. He's in that. Uh, he's sort of in that. That's, that's that, going to cost you picks. Yeah, twenty twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's sort of down in like the like the you know the incremental like you know Batum area um, of 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 players. You're really so, you know, not part of why. Wow. No, I think he's. I think he's. He's. He's a good player. It's just like, like for the what, like how much of an upgrade is he on? Billy's? Otto Porter. I don't think I, he's. I don't, a, I don't think he is an upgrade on Otto no, Porter. Maybe I not. Think, wow. I, yeah. But I just. I don't think the Warriors can get like. Here's. I don't think the Warriors can get any better than who they are today. Um, I don't know if that's a bad thing because I feel like we saw them play at their best and they're good enough to win a championship. Some of it now still depends on Clay. 
But like we saw them at their best early this season, and I still think that they can get there. I, but the yeah. point is, if you think that they need another player to to win a championship, I don't think they're going to get that. I just don't think it's possible, yeah. and they're it's, not going to try to do it. They, so it's it's again, it's can they win a title with if everyone's healthy with the roster they have? Yes, there. But there's there's you know there's five or six teams you can say that about. And do you want to? But do you want to make that a can they or? Do you feel confident about it? And like you know, we can put numbers on that, and they'll all be made up. But it, there is there is something like you know, chip in a chair versus I feel pretty good about this. And well, I, I, like and and I'm 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 at with them. I am at chip in a chair. Not I feel pretty good about this. Yeah, I I, I think <laughs> we we're used to the Warriors to being the favorites whenever they're yeah. good. <laughs> 14, 15. No, this is this is a new 15, this is 16. a new this is a new problem for you guys. Like being this like, is the normal contender version, right? Yeah, like, this is the this being is a normal the, like high fifty win or fifty five yeah. win team, so to say. Yeah, yeah, this is the I'm the Houston Rockets and Milwaukee Bucks, and we're yeah. just going to be good every season. But like, we might not win, but we've got a chance at it. Like, I think that go. I think this is the same thing for the Suns. I think it's the same thing for the Bucks right now. Maybe not the Bucks. Well, actually, I don't know. They're struggling too. The Nets, who knows if Kyrie's going to play. Like, I think the Warriors, That if you were to split it up in terms of percentage, I think it'd all be pretty even. Like, there is no, oh, this team is going to win 65 games and run through the playoffs. Like, there's not that Warriors team right now this season or last season. And even when the Lakers won, there wasn't that team then. Well, the, Sun, the, Suns, the Suns might win 65 games, but that's more just because they're like – they're, they're they're just they're just kind of chop they're just kind of chopping wood, you know. So that's the, in a way that doesn't necessarily like like them like the fact that they take care of business every night with bad teams, which is good. You'd rather that than not, but it doesn't. How much does it really like matter for like what they're going to do in a seven game series? Do you really not think the Warriors are a bad matchup for them? Because I think there's matchups that are bad both ways. There. Yeah, but I think Draymond's a bigger issue. And again, this assumes this disc issue is nothing, and we get the Draymond that we saw in the early part of the season. And like that goes without saying, because if he's not that player, the Warriors aren't much of anything. Um, I think he causes more issues for kind of the Suns' offense than DeAndre Ayton causes for the Warriors' defense, right? I mean, the question is if if Draymond is running all over the floor, does how many offensive rebounds does Aiden get? Like there were, like again, you if you if you want a a example of what I what I am worried about, it's the first game this season where he was like he was a colossus. He was you know it seemed like he got scored inside, got a ton of rebounds. Like like but they made the when, adjustment the second and third game. He, I mean, he, yes, he, he did. He didn't play the second game, right? Or did he? No, he did. In he, San Francisco, yeah. and he was bad. That's right. But no, in the uh, third game they had no Wiggins. Take that for yeah. what you want. But yeah. both teams absolutely wanted the Christmas Day game. Yeah, and he was not particularly no. good on Christmas. It's, and, it, and it was funny he, that, like, I, I, you know, the the thing with Aiton is his level of aggression. And on Christmas, was Christmas Day, he ended up shooting like a career high in free throws. Despite like playing actually kind of passively, he just kind of ended up getting fouled oh, yeah, a lot. Sure. Despite, so it's not like usually that's something you look at. Like he, I think he only had two free throws in the in in the first game, but he was uh, 
He was a he had two free throws. He had two free throws on Christmas. I think you're okay. You're mixing I'm thinking the games the, up. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. The, yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> the second game where he was he was pretty passive, but he shot a lot of free throws. But the version, like again, the aggressive version, which is the one we saw in the entire playoffs up until the first game in, in of the finals in Milwaukee, like game three of the finals, like that's who he was in the playoffs last year. And so maybe I'm over extrapolating. Maybe I'm Anthony Davis right. bubbling. I'm bubble Anthony Davis in, like DeAndre Ayton, a little bit. So, so here's my – I just want to bring one point to this. So Christmas yeah. Day, I think Looney outplayed Ayton. And obviously he's not going to do that every day. But um, the Warriors in general, I thought their defense was phenomenal on Christmas Day. But you run into this issue where they have to play Looney and Draymond together to take care of DeAndre Ayton. Mm. Right. And and then it's can they generate enough offense because that's two non-scorers that you're playing. And I think against Phoenix, potentially they can make the variance play with like if Steph is shooting the ball well and Clay gives you something. Uh, But but you get against like Milwaukee, like you 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 just have to play both those guys just to, you know, not have Giannis score 50 on you, basically. And then. The Bucks can actually just take your offense away if you're taking putting that many non-scores on the floor, and so then that's where it worries me more. So, well, and the other thing that I mean, the other thing, the thing I would say about the Suns is they also have like they they always have the put Mikael Bridges on Steph card, which you know uh, we we saw it last year. I mean, in currently the you can put with... Andy Lou on Steph. And it yeah, <laughs> so, you really could. You really yeah. could. But so, but but um. That 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 sort of thing with like the bigger, rangier, like uh, Bridges isn't super physical, but he's certainly going to play physical in that matchup. But you put that type of player on Steph when there are non-scorers on the floor, and you can't like do always do the backdoor stuff that that the ball pings around, and then it's you know a forty-two percent three-point shooter open in the corner because the ball ends up in Draymond or Looney's hands a fair amount. Like then that like almost that almost. Uh, um, you know, cycles on itself with like the. I, say, I, getting... I think I agree with that. I, I think I think the Warriors' offense against Phoenix's defense is going to be. I mean, game one when everyone was healthy, we saw that first half. Uh, the Warriors couldn't score, and I think that's going to be a problem. And I think that's 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 some of that is just Phoenix's great defenders on their team, and they're super smart, classic Chris Paul team. Part of that too is the Warriors' offense is they refuse. And we've seen it for a couple of seasons in a row, and really the last five, six seasons, is that they refuse to let Steph go ISO. And I think in these situations, they're going to have to do it more and more moving forward. I, I don't know whether they're going to do that or not. And, and I think if if they're going to go, go off ISO. ball, <laughs> right? But if like if you, if they're going to go off ball with Mikael Bridges on Steph, like Steph isn't going to get open. If they're going to allow Steph to go ISO ball against Mikael Bridges, he'll be fine. But that's the problem. I think. He's going to have to work, though. Gonna try... Exactly. Like, but he's going to have to work off one, not yep. books. That's yep. the problem. And, and, and Mikkel Bridges is going to shut that down. We see it every single time. Uh, but that's on the Warriors, too. And, and it gets to – yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it gets to Seth's point, which is like um, he goes off ball. Mikkel Bridges will just end up denying him, and then we get these right. possessions where – God, Looney had the ball in his hand at the end of the shot clock, 18 possessions or something right. stupid like that. Which, Whereas I'd rather just see Steph like take bailout shots because ultimately that's better offense than 
whatever it is when he gets denied and the ball is like Draymond trying to create something. They, these two are the best teams in the West, it, it feels like. I mean, to kind of – like, it, it does feel like that by far. It does suck that MPJ and and, uh, and uh, Jamal Murray are out and Kawhi, obviously. But, like, outside of – like, these two teams seem like they're so far ahead that they're on a collision course I mean, for the, for the West final. I mean, who – like, who, who would you even, like – I mean, uh, assuming the, the, the seedings don't, like, somehow throw them up together in the second round, like – who would you even say is like a threat? To, I mean, how to... funny would it be if the Lakers got healthy and played Phoenix in the first? <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I mean, they're not going to win, but like, <laughs> I, I, can't I mean, the, the, this the sort of the there's can... still the but LeBron factor, but right, you know, right, yeah. The Lakers I mean, are that... actually great, great for your point, which is like they they just shouldn't have messed with it because LeBron and AD plus guys who are not liabilities is. Significantly better than whatever, the, whatever the hell this is. <laughs> LeBron AD shooting physicality and defense like that. Mm-hmm. You don't like yep. you know they they. This is something that, that probably doesn't get talked about a lot. But I was th- I've been thinking about it with uh, with with Chris Herring's book coming out, and he 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 talks about how that that Knicks team like kind of changed like the level of physical intimidation in the NBA, and you can still kind of see the effects. He he talks about it mostly in terms of like the rules on flagrant fouls and bench clearing brawls and stuff like that, but that also brought in kind of the it brought in or brought back like the intimidation and that that like if you if you remember that that bubble Lakers team like they were the team that really took advantage of the weird seating and had guys just like looming the whole time and they were chirping from the bench and they were chippy and there was like a menace about them that I thought really I thought added something to them and so. But then they decided to let's not do that anymore, which made no sense. Um, but you know, I've 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 killed the Lakers um, roster building <laughs> enough enough to show. I think we all have. Nah, it never gets old. Yeah, never gets old. I mean, you know, do you, but to, back to that point, like you know, Utah gets healthy. Like we have no reason to trust the Jazz because yeah. for for the do the they ob- seem like they're going through some some weird? They're going through some stuff. Yeah, it, it feels like they. they they're finally sick of like yeah. the same song and dance every year. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at a certain point, like, yeah, I mean, I we, we me me talking about the jazz enters into like slanderous territory. Um, <laughs> leave that up. Leave that up to me. Yeah. Well, no, but we'll but we'll slander completely different players though. Is what is where it comes out because you're gonna you're, you're gonna take you're, yeah. yeah you're gonna take you're gonna take a run at Rudy and I'm gonna point out that like you know. <laughs> Like, like, who is the guy who's giving up straight line drives every time Rudy gets dunked on? It's a... I will say the more well, there's I like eight of them, Mitchell, right? Yeah, right. Well, well, the more I watch Donovan Mitchell, the more I, I really do not enjoy uh, the sh- amount of shots he takes and, and the time. I, I used to be a pretty big Mitchell fan, and now the, you kind of get worn down by watching the same you know players for a long time. Yeah, and uh, Mitchell does seem like the type of guy that's like, man, he takes a lot of shots for the for a guy that's. You know, obviously he's not good defensively, but man, he's not that great offensively either. Though, like he's not an offensive engine for a title contending team. But I know he could, he could, like he could be a really good offensive. He can't be, you know, he can't be a, a thirty-five man. usage offense. He yeah. can be, a, he can be like a high twenties usage guy for a. You know, he can be, he can have like a clay out level offensive. Maybe role. like he a Kyrie have a, sidekick. Yeah, yeah but that's that's yeah. yeah. Um, you know, is is like the third most threatening team in the West? Is it Memphis? Oh, I forget. It is Memphis. 
right. Yeah, I, I, right. I was gonna say I think it's still the Lakers, just because. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, well, case. let's let's see what like happens. how much of, how much of that how much of that is how much of that is like you know Jason Voorhees never actually dies. Yeah, like, yeah basically, <laughs> it's like their pathway to being a contender is still shorter than anyone else's, which is just like, just get rid of Russell Westbrook. And I feel pretty good about you type of thing. Like now, granted, not easy, but like they still are a team with LeBron, Anthony Davis, whereas like everyone else are, you know, I'm not saying they get there, but like there is a world in which they tweak the roster at the trade deadline. I'm like, all right, they're, they're, they're begrudgingly annoying, and, and and I don't want it to happen because I don't want their idiot decisions to be rewarded. Like, just intellectually, I hate the idea that they can make every wrong move and then just be, you know, like right there. Yeah. But no, I like the reason the reason I mentioned Memphis and they're like they've been, you know, they're a little banged up right now, so they dropped a kind of a silly one the other night to I don't I forget who. Someone not uh, Dallas, but you know they're, they're they're missing some guys. It's like Jaw has entered the conversation. Like Jaw's gonna mm. be All NBA second team this year. Ooh. Like, is, I mean, am I is that am I going too oh, crazy I, there? I love, you might be I love first team. I'm with you. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get there. Um, <laughs> uh, or we'll yeah, it, we'll get there in a second. But uh, um, no, and the, they have that, and they're you know I've talked about like the the. Don't play bad any bad players like that's them in the playoffs. Um, they got they got shooting. They've got defense. They they have some some roster versatility. I think they have a. I mean, I you know I'm a little biased because I you know I worked with Taylor Jenkins for a year, but I think they have a pretty damn good coach. I'm I'm not at all surprised that he's that he's had a, had a great deal of success there. Um, so you know, and so you 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 know. Or do they have quite enough talent that you're really in on them yet? Especially in sort of their a year where they're going to make their first kind of run. You know, they made the playoffs last year and it was fun, but you know they were they were they were they were not beating Utah last year. Um, so you you don't you don't want to. But as a, as a team that that that's frisky and threatening, and on the way up, like that's that's the team you look at. Right? Yeah, yeah, they they feel like a team that that's going to lose in. In heartbreaking fashion, in six it's, to the uh, yeah, Warriors or yeah. Suns, yeah, it, a tough, a like tough that. six game second round series is is yeah, like but it, I'd rather the Suns play them than the Warriors. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least, at least it'll be some, one team is going to have to go through it. Uh, I mean, it's just a, oh man, it's just a tough team. To like who who else? Uh, like like in the West, who else has best player on the floor equity against the Warriors? The Lakers, <sighs> but Dallas they, maybe. Maybe, but like Maybe. Denver, but they don't. But they they're gonna have too many bad players on the Denver floor. Denver definitely does. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like Denver, if Murray get like MPJ, I've never been the big like MPJ guy. Me if if I'm they get, you. if they, get, I am I am an MPJ guy. I apologize. Yeah. No, I I I I understand why you would be. It's just I've never I I, I never have been. But it's he's like, like he's like clay without all the cool clay qualities that make clay Thompson <laughs> actual. Win. Also, also defense. Like yeah, Thompson's... no, that's exactly what I mean. Cool <laughs> like, clay. clay actually is a winner. The whole, the, the whole all defense. I mean, that little thing is is, is kind of an important to, part of clay. Being able to bend your back is useful. Yeah. I, I, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We sorry. We, 
well, let, let me let me break us our uh, our reveries. Uh, uh, John ha- has a question, so uh, let's uh, let's let's uh, see what he's got to say. John, you're uh, you're on. Hit the little mic button down there. Hey yo, what's up, Sam and Andy? What's hey. up, McWalters? What's up? Hey Seth, thanks for doing this. Sure. Um, it, it's horrible watching the Suns and the uh, Jazz right now, but it's, that it's, being pretty, it's said, pretty awful. <laughs> but but it's a good insight into like. What happens when you're missing a key guy here and a key guy there? You know, there's no Aiton, there's no Spida. And now we see this kind of crummy game where CP3 is making Biombo into a reasonable player. Um, where do you see the playoffs going if if we start eliminating people here and there? Because that's where you can see something where Sam's point is, where where the Lakers could sneak in here if they actually get people healthy. And I'm, I'm just wondering, maybe we're also kind of sleeping on Dallas a little bit, not that I really believe in them. But I'd like to hear Seth's thoughts on Dallas and whether they could mount something if Luca kind of gets his head on straight. And then, yeah, I agree with you guys on John. I, I think he's amazing. So uh, that's it. What do you guys think of Dallas? That's my question. Meh. I don't. I don't like. They. They like. They. I don't. I, is there? What's different about Dallas than than has playing been, good defense? Playing good defense. Well, they're they they their their Jedi defense is strong this year. You think it's smoke and mirrors? I don't think it's no. It's I think they're playing. I think they're playing sm- solid defense, and opponents are missing every jumper. Like so, it's the kind of thing. It's it's a situation where, yeah, they're the twelfth best defense in the league, maybe, but it looks much better because no one ma- no one's making a shot against them, and like their offense is still crummy, and Jalen Brunson probably still can't play in the playoffs. And what else do they have? But like, could they push a Utah in a four or five game? So oh yeah! Oh, absolutely! Absolutely! Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, could could they could they win a round against like, like I think that I think that um, assuming they finish in, in three of the top four spots, I would be very surprised if any of of you know barring inju- big injuries, any of Memphis, Golden State, and uh, Phoenix lost in the first round. I'd be very surprised. Like any other matchup, like sure, whatever. Any like we could, like I could see the Timberwolves beating somebody. Like get you know Towns Towns gets hot a couple of games. Anthony Edwards dunks on someone a few times, and and Jared Vanderbilt averages twenty two rebounds a game, and the Timberwolves are in the second round. Like I I can see that happening. You're giving me visions of Edwards dunking all over the frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, like like Donovan Mitchell just stepping out of the way and like pointing to the rim with both hands so that. Just a Mitchell straight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. It could be Clarkson who does it. Um, <laughs> I feel bad uh, for the Jazz. They uh, they they uh, they've maximized everything that they've got. I think. Yeah. Um, no. They. I mean. They. I think that they missed their window by not being more experimental. Like they had sort of one way of playing, and then they didn't really work on anything else, and then they started to play a completely different way in the playoffs. Like the you know they anyway that I I the the, the jazz travails anyway um, <laughs> I, I lost the question here um, what do you guys think of Dallas like I was I was not high on Dallas coming to the season I actually thought they'd be a playing team uh, I've been I mean, wrong they still so could far. be yeah they they still could be but they've been a little better even though Luca's not shooting very well he's shooting like Steph. Uh, it's just, or Steph is I mean, Luca. Luke, I don't know. I don't know. Luca's secretly do. never been that like a great shooter, right? Well, he takes terrible steps. Yes, but he's but he's but he's also like even even his like he's never actually yeah, been a great he, open shooter too. 
free throws are bad. Yeah, like that's the like the, the that's the sneaky part of him is like you know Pete, like Pete, like how so how does you know oftentimes a, a player is really good really young is like okay he's good but how does he get better? See, like James um, Harden's Luka. not a good shoot. James Harden takes terrible shots and his percentages always suffer. But like James Harden could could shoot when he was when he was younger. Now yeah. he just. I no, up until like up until like a, a year ago, like yeah, he he took ter- hard shots, but he was really good at making hard shots. Like Luca, and was really good at making easy shots. He just didn't take any of them. Like, um, and and you know, Luca is is sort of mediocre as an uncontested shooter, and takes a lot of, as you say, a lot of you know step back twenty seven footers that he shoots twenty nine percent on. I I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, Steph is doing a lot of that this season, and. And it has been a little <laughs> tough to see. Just he's just spam, you know. When you're, I don't play video games, but you know, when you're button mashing and you're spamming a certain, like that's what Steph has been doing this season. He's just, just, just hitting that step back all season long, and it's like, buddy, it's a, like, it's a sometimes shoot. Yeah, you could do it. You could shoot an eighteen, open eighteen footer. It's okay. I'm letting out frustration, uh, even though the Warriors are thirty four and ten or whatever they are nowadays. But it's been a frustrating few weeks for, for, uh, uh, for Steph. So anyway. Sure. I just don't think Dallas has much talent either. Yeah, like that's, that's, the, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's that's like, that's where I'm at. You don't believe in I Kleba, think, man? I, I like Kleba. Nice but little. He, yeah. But he, but is he a he's is like you know, but he's a like on a good playoff team. He's a seventh man, an eighth man, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, I mean like, that's, who's, that's generous. Like in a, in a playoff setting, who's the second best player on the team? Probably still like Porzingis. Who's the third best player on their team? Jalen Brunson. Actually, probably Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> like Jalen Brunson couldn't have, can't couldn't be on the floor the last two years in the playoffs. Nah, this will be the year. But yeah, um, yeah I mean they're just they kind of make me sad because I I want to see Luca in more relevant basketball moments and not playing in these like. Well, he's got a garbage team, so he gets to gun it forty times, yeah. and you know he's going to put up gargantuan numbers. But we know they're not actually going to win, and we don't, we don't actually learn anything about him, so to say, right? Like yeah. I want to see him play relevant mm-hmm. basketball because he's he's pretty good. There's he's a little. Good. I mean, there's a, there's a little chi- there's a little chicken and egg. Like I think he like some other players if they were more willing to and Lucas to his credit I think he has been he's shown some willingness to play off the ball it's just they don't have anyone else who can do anything with the ball so he just, well, I guess I guess hey, I have Brunson. to but they don't, I mean yeah you play them together some but before this year they haven't really played them together much and I, I look I, yeah. the thing about Dallas I will say about Lucas I, I don't know how funny he is to watch play it just he makes some big shots, but yeah. just on a game to game basis, he's really not that fun to watch. He would be play. in a in a more in a less I have the ball at the top of the floor offense. Yeah. He would be more yeah. fun to watch. Does this does this sound like a this sounds like someone else we know? Someone else the Warriors <laughs> you as Warriors fans know a great deal. Like you know, J, like James Harden, like when he got traded to Brooklyn last year was an awesome to watch. And just like, yes, this is what we've wanted to see the, all the whole time. And like, but everything before and after was kind of like, and then the, and then he yeah. came back from the off season two eighty five, and he <laughs> you know, so. looked like me. You know, right the, then the, 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 Luca. So yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, I do call Luca the white James Harden, or, or you could do it vice versa, but like they are so similar, so similar. It, yeah, um, 
John, did we like? I, I feel like we uh, we you you had two two or three questions and we answered maybe You're half good. Of one of them. Move on to someone right. else. You're good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um. All right. So I promised you guys like like uh, uh, in a take that I kind of wish I had video on Andy for. Um. <laughs> so the bald face talk. <laughs> yeah. No. It's screen uh, record. Yeah. So. Um, this this sort of this conversation started with uh, you know I live in Milwaukee and Eric, my, the Bucks beat writer my friend Eric Name called me up the other day and we were talking about his uh, he's got an All Star ballot this year and he was kind of trying to figure out who he should you know who he should vote for and you know he's uh, you know he figured the front court spots on both teams were both both conferences were pretty easy but the back courts were tough and so he was like okay Steph is one and who gets the other one between Chris Paul and John Morant. And we kind of talked about that for a little bit, and I oh brother, I, and I'm not I'm not saying I would go there yet, but do we at least have to talk about? Given the last six weeks or two months, do we at least have to talk about if if it's justifiable to say you know what I would vote for John Chris Paul? Oh brother, I, <laughs> no, I, it's I, not I, no. Okay, end of, end of <laughs> you don't. <laughs> all right, you know, like we we just talked about how how Bismack Biombo is is a relevant NBA player uh, you because know what? of Chris I'm, Paul. I, all I'm gonna say is the Grizzlies went eleven and two with Ja not playing. Just yeah. walk me through a scenario where that happens the worst. Well, I, I'm okay the, with, I'm yeah, the okay Grizzlies because the, the Grizzlies have like Tyus Jones is a really good backup point guard, and the Warriors' backup point guard is Stop. Chris Kioza. Stop. Like, <laughs> if if Tyus Jones is is somewhat close, then we shouldn't even be having this conversation. No, but he's no, but they have they have they have some talent, and they have they have a competent player to put in that spot. And also, by the way, there was like huge swing and. Defense, defensive three players. I forgot about that. I'm like, so glad that Sam brought that up because I, I was sitting here ready to say some stuff, and then I realized Sam made the best point that I could have made yeah. by saying that. Yeah. <laughs> by saying that that they're right. actually I, on a, a winning pace of a yeah. I might be. I might go full hipster where I'm. I'm getting a little tired of people <laughs> anointing John Morant. Just not anointing. Bit, just not just anointing him. He's really goddamn good. He is really good. But like you, could, I I was not going to argue Chris Paul over him, um, because I Absolutely think it's not. completely reasonable to be like, dude, he's not the most exciting player, but all he does is generate wins for the the top seed yeah. in the league. You know, all, all like, he does is turn season. all he does is turn Jalen Smith and Bismack Biyombo into NBA players. Right, exactly. exactly. He's always and all, and all Steph guy. and all Steph Curry does is make Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Lee look confident. Right. So <laughs> that's okay. That's a uh, that is a strong counterpoint. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like, I, I think Jaw is actually well, more fun to watch than both of them, particularly yeah, this relax. this version of Steph. Yeah. Curry, yes. Who's, yeah. <laughs> um, just, I'm, I'm actually I'm disappointed. I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 disappointed here. You guys were like like just you were so you weren't even angry. You were just dismissive. I, I, so, so, <laughs> I, I think we like Jaw. I, I yeah. think there's no. The, the thing about Jaw is that he's, in terms of the way he plays, it's so likable. I think Chris Paul, if you had said Chris Paul, I think we're ready to slander at all times because I think Chris Paul is a very dislikable basketball game. Uh, the Warriors have, have gone against him a lot, too. The thing about Jaw, the only annoying thing about Jaw is he obviously is 22 because he tweets like a Gen Zer. Like, he's always tweeting about, like, <laughs> he's always tweeting about, like, how, like, He's like against the haters, and it's like, dude, relax. Like, you don't have any haters. At 22, you make $200 million. 
You're one of the best young players in, in the NBA. Like you don't have your life is amazing. I right? will say so, like, Memphis. Memphis in general is a very likable team, and at some <laughs> point they're gonna they're gonna start feuding with people, and you know these things all, these things like, always yeah. turn. But it's I, like I mean, how do you? He seems sensitive. I just that's all. That's all. Like he seems he's on Twitter way too much. But again, I'm 30 now, so maybe I don't get it. But he's on it way too much <laughs> talking talking all about these things, and I'm just like, well, like, calm down. But everything else about Josh is fantastic. His teammates uh, and, really seem to love playing with him, which isn't always the case. Another Steph thing. It's not the case with Chris Paul. Yeah, it's not true. Trey, it's not true with Trey Young either. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I was not going to draw I, that comparison, but I have made that comparison before. So yes, Chad's better. He's better than. Trey. What do you? My hottest, um, my current hot take, which isn't even that original, is Darius Garland will end up being a better player than than Trey Young on this trajectory. Spicy. Oh, I kind of like it. Spicy. I don't hate it. Not more talented because Trey's absurdly talented. But, like, dude, he's I – mean, that Atlanta Hawks team is very – they're better than their record. They are and extremely how many, talented. How, how many players have come out saying that they're unhappy with their role on the team? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess like just two or three. But anyway. No, no. But you're, I mean, three – no, you're right, though. I mean, Red is just not on the team. Um, John Collins is going to be gone at some point, uh, and, and you Bogdanovich is Bogdanovich has kind of made noises mm-hmm. at times because you don't like you, you don't pay a guy eighteen million to go stand in the corner. <laughs> I just feel like those players would not make those comments if the point guard was Darius Garland, John Morant, or you know obviously Stephen Curry or Chris yeah. Paul. Um, well, maybe, maybe Chris Paul would. Yeah, maybe Chris Paul yeah. in a different way, but they wouldn't have as big. No, I, like, I, like <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many teammates would 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 have would say they enjoy the experience of of playing with Chris Paul, but they respect the experience. That is, it's like LeBron. It's like yeah. the same thing. The yeah, same. and it's it like so. Yeah, it is that's... kind of funny that the Phoenix Suns were like the perfect young team to 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 mesh with him. In a, in a certain way, because like it doesn't seem like they have any of those issues that other teams have had, which is like mostly down to what he he wants to control everything because he's smarter than you for, for <laughs> various for like Mr. Various Draymond over there, yeah, Draymond I, I, in point guard form. I think that also it, it's probably not to psychoanalyze. I think it's probably like after you know the Houston and OKC years, he's like. Okay, Ooh, what yes. you know? There's Ooh, yes. there's a little bit of, and then you get get to a guy, a little little, yeah. little that, and then he gets to a spot where there's a guy who is maybe wired a little bit like him and Booker, and it's like, okay, let's like let's let's do this together, and then I can pass it off, and then he's got, you know, like you 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 put that with like you know Jay Crowder, and it, I don't I don't know if it's obvious enough that like Mikhail Bridges is one of my like three or yeah. four favorite players in the league. But like, it's like, well, I can work with this. Yeah, let's then. Yeah, Mikel Bridges isn't going to complain for his ISO touches. I, I get what you're saying. Well, no, it, but yes, but also Mikel, like you know, the like the Villanova guy is kind of you know, like bet on bet on Nova is basically it hasn't been a hasn't been a bad idea. Um, Shout you know, out Warriors taking the worst yeah. one, Eric. Pasch. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. I think the Warriors. <laughs> well, no, like like, like you know, I, I mean, Mari Spellman was. the yeah, but anyway, um, good good point. You know, they, they uh, Kirk no, like like Eric like Eric Pascal like fashioning himself into even a borderline NBA player is like, true. True, you know, he's a six six power forward. Like you know, he, 
but he is he is an NBA player, so like yeah. objectively, he's exceeded. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but like as always, bet on Nova. Um, you know, Josh Hart would be a nice pickup for somebody. oh Josh Hart for a lot of my everyone yeah. everyone could use a Josh Hart. Yeah. Um, what, the what, what, want, what, Malik Monk. Yeah. yeah what, what, he's been to be fair, Malik Monk's been pretty good for them. Um, like it's a good. But do you agree with me? That that skill set's a semi like I, I'm a big fan of what Jordan Poole's doing for the Warriors, but like if he doesn't improve, yeah, is that not a player you can't find on the minimum every year? What are you uh, talking I about? about? I don't know. I don't know every year, but it's all it's one of those things where like the line between it being useful and not is is pretty thin. Like that kind of like medium efficiency creator who doesn't give you much else like if you're really like you know the maximum version of that is like Celtics Isaiah Thomas and that's a you know that's a ridiculously good player and then like the other version is sort of late career Jamal Crawford who everyone loves him but he was not a good NBA player the last right you know um you know to to go back to uh when Andy and I used to watch Clippers playoff games like why is (laughs) why is Jamal Crawford closing over JJ Redick do you remember those? Anyway, oh, oh, um, believe me, oh, believe me, good times. Yeah, uh, and then Steve Kerr said, "You know what? I'm never going to have Jamal Crawford on my team, regardless." <laughs> and look at him now; Jordan Poole's playing big minutes on the. <laughs> look, look at that yeah. gross, gross from our guy yeah. Steve. Look at our guy Steve, just just living the dream. All right, uh, I, cl- b- uh, Crawford Crawford moves the ball a little bit better than. Later career, Jamal Crawford did. JJ Redick was one of the guys I think uh, towards like the middle to end of his career. One of those guys that I think value shot up so much because of I think Steph Curry, where I think people started to realize, at, at least for me, where yeah, like Duke JJ, and then coming into the league, he was kind of like fun, like a cool guy that can shoot. But then I think as as Steph kind of changed hoops. It made guys like JJ just so much more valuable. Or at you're least so you're so close to completing the statement and saying Steph brought white guys back. Wow. <laughs> white guy basketball. I, wow. I just think I, I just think Steph did a lot for guys like that, man. Max Struess is in the NBA today. I'll tell you that. All right, Duncan Robinson, even though he's terrible again, uh, you know he's still in the league. Uh, he got a big contract. Uh, yeah, know, speaking so of Steph, shooting slumps, it could be worse for, oh. for Steph, right? <laughs> it could be Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Do you have a theory on why these guys are um, – so, actually, I want to I, – this is a serious question. For, well, sure. Um, a lot of players who are marksmen or just really good shooters are really struggling to shoot the ball this year. Do you think it's the rule change? Do you think it's the ball – random variants, but it's just, it's just strange. Like Duncan Robinson, I could see him being less useful because teams start figuring out how they can exploit him on defense. I would not have expected him to be unable to shoot the ball. Right. You know, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, So I I think even like, I want to throw one more name in there or a couple more names. Like these guys aren't the shooters that Steph or uh, Steph or Duncan Robinson are, but like, Bradley Beal and Shea Gilgis Alexander are just unable to shoot the ball from deep this year. Even Damian Lillard is struggling. Yeah. I mean, L- I mean Lillard was Lillard was hurt. Like, I mean, this, like him, like the him getting ab surgery right. and shutting it down was was not a well kept secret for the last mm-hmm. you know 
month and a half before it happened. Um, so there, I think it's a combination of a, of a bunch of different things. Um, one, I think like last year, like, and I, last year was an outlier good shooting environment. I think the, okay. the fanless games and, you know, yeah, the fanless, the fanless environment, like we saw it a little bit in the bubble. Um, and then, then also last year, the fanless environment was a very shooting friendly environment. So it led to a lot of guys making a lot of shots. Um, that's changed this year. And so that's part of it. Um, I think uh, sort of exacerbating that is like some of the better shooters made a lot of shots. They were taking really tough shots. And now that they're that, that sort of became their diet. And I think we've seen this a little bit with Steph this year. I mean, we talked about this last night, like, you know, the, the, the diet of tough shots and maybe it might be a little harder to get right. If you're, if you're like, okay, let me get, just set my feet and like, let this one go. If everything you're shooting is like, I'm coming off two pin downs and curling and fading back. And like, I square up to the basket at the very last second and shoot like a tough shot. If you're, if you're, if you're feeling good and your shots are going in, you know, that's, a, that's, that's one that, that it, it's for an elite shooter is fine. But if you're trying to get back on track, maybe not. Um, and now like, you know, listen to the analytics guy talk about like, you know, hot hand and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so that's the, that, and then, yeah, I absolutely, I think that the, I think that the, the defensive rules have, are, have, are affecting that in two, in two different ways. One, I think you're just, you just have more ability to be physical with guys on the perimeter in and of themselves. So you can, you can bump cutters. You can, you can, a guy comes off a dribble handoff. You can, you can like body him. And it would where it would have been like Duncan Robinson would either like get a shot off behind a dribble handoff, or he'd feel your your hand on his hip and flail up in the air and shoot three free throws. That that call's not being there this year. Then and like relatedly, I think it's harder for the for like you know creators point guard types to create separation off like a basic ball screen. So that's that's also leading to these guys getting like like just not as many super open looks because. You don't have. There's not as many times that defenses are having oh my to God. bring two to the ball. It just hit me, Seth, as you're yeah. saying this. They were right. The old heads were right. The 80s and the 90s <laughs> guys wouldn't be able <laughs> to God. handle it. Oh God! We're right. Oh, you mm. look at the. Yeah. I'm just All right. You, 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 Yang, save me, save me from Andy's craziness. <laughs> All right, all right. I'll, I'll try to save it. But I, I know it's, it's late out there in the East Coast because I'm on the West Coast. But uh, Seth, I just heard you mention that you're from Milwaukee. Did I hear that right? I, I live outside. I, I live outside Milwaukee now. I'm originally from. Oh. Uh, I'm originally from Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, of course, of course. You know, I, I'm not asking for your you know exact address or anything like yeah. that. But yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, just curious. Um, this is more of a fun question, or maybe it's just fun for me. But uh, uh, <laughs> in Milwaukee kind. right now. Do, do you find that like Giannis is the man, whereas like because uh, whereas oh, like yeah. you know you would think like you know um, generally you would think uh, you know Aaron Rodgers would be the man in Milwaukee, right? Or is right now it's actually Giannis. Like nobody cares if not, not nobody, but Aaron, Aaron Rodgers if he leaves, who cares, right? Because we got Giannis. He wants to stay. Um, I what think, do you think? I mean, about? so the 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 Rodgers thing is a little complicated because of like the the he was maybe leaving after this year, so the, like. There was maybe a little bit of like he was like he was really good this year, so people kind of got on board. But I think that there was a little bit of he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, yeah there, there, but there's a little bit. All right, it's, this this is run its course with him. 
Um, like the pack are the Packers bigger than the Bucks here? Yeah, like it's not not comparable. Um, they're, they're still it's like football. everyone's, everyone's football. still wearing black and weeping. Um, which, ha ha, um, <laughs> but, um, Jimmy G, baby. yeah, yeah, just, just win baby. Um, but no, but, but as far the as, as, as far as like the, the most popular athlete, at least in, I don't know what I want to say in Wisconsin, but in Milwaukee, like it's Giannis by just like a comical amount. Cause Giannis is the so, coolest hey, thank dude you. in the NBA. But yes, sorry. No, no, Christian Yelich, huh? Nah, he hasn't been good for a couple of years. So yeah. <laughs> the, the people, people, the people liked Yelich. Corbin but like, Burns, yeah. Corbin Burns, but no, but but it's you know it's it's, it's Giannis. He's got. He, I mean, he's you know. You deliver a title, well, you got a certain cachet. Right? Yeah, you got to deliver a title, and he's also. I mean, he's got a he's got a big personality, and he he like it's not like a joke that he really likes the city and his his family. Yeah. Is, his family has has adopted to it, adapted to it really well, and are, are like you know, so yeah, no, he like he's he is easily the most popular athlete, at least in Milwaukee. At the wow, moment, I would say, wow. Hey, thank you for answering my sure. my uh, my question. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, so. I, I also think I also think Giannis has a lot of. Um, he reminds me of Steph a lot in that he has that personality that endears him to the. And you know, I was going to go down this route. I mean, why, yeah. why else would you have me on? He just has that personality where I think the fans love it. The fans, they know it's genuine. And I think that's what makes Steph so different from a lot of these other NBA stars outside of Giannis is that a lot of the times, a lot of these NBA stars, you just don't feel like they're a part of the team that they're playing with or for, right? A lot of these guys are just on their fifth team. You've really only got Steph. You've got Clay Andre, obviously. And then you've got Damian Lillard, who's been in Portland. But Dame spends half his time telling us how loyal he is. Nobody cares about that. Giannis, I think, is the next guy up who you genuinely feel like he loves the team I just, the I also that he's playing wanna, for. I also want to piggyback that. Like, it's cool that Dame is loyal to Portland. But if your team is never in relevant games... Does it really matter? Like it's like like Bradley Beal is loyal to the Wizards, <laughs> you know. And, and I and I was in favor of the Warriors trading everyone for Bradley Beal, and I still am. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, but like uh, Bradley Beal's different... loyal to the eight percent raises you get staying with the same team, perhaps. Hey man, I'm, I'll be loyal to that too. I get it. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just a different caliber of player in terms of. Um, the loyalty question matters more when you have every option and you can actually swing a title chase. Like it mattered with like Kevin Durant, right? Like, you know, we obviously benefited when we went to the Bay, but like Kevin Durant made OKC a contender every year just by the presence of being there. Right. Um, and, and that's the sort of thing where it's like, I, you know, it's, it's cool. Dame is loyal, but like you're, you're quote unquote, not on that level, I guess is the way to put it. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, so stuff like like this is you know I think for obvious reasons it's like it's a little weird to answer questions like this. Right. Um, just you know, they're having been behind this. I w- I see what you're saying about the comparison between Steph and Giannis, and which is like I think that's a good point of comparison. But personality wise, that's like the only point of comparison. Yeah, that's, other, that's fair. Like they, they're like. Um, we may have the only one, but like the like they are they are very different personalities. But that is a that is a trait that they that they that they share, I guess. Um, it, but 
yeah, no, there, 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 there's something to that. But no, he is. I mean, he is. He is a. He is a very loyal guy, and I think that's a. He's a very loyal guy and a very like family oriented guy, and I don't think you have to, you know, read read Mirren's book if you want to, but I don't think you have to do it too lot a whole lot of like psychoanalyzing to you know understand where that comes from, just in terms of of his background. And 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 one more point of comparison, I, I think Sam Sam is going to riff on this a lot better than I can. The NBA should have spent a lot more time and effort promoting these two guys uh, versus what they did. I, I will oh, say that. I mean, I you know we can. Say, Sam, <laughs> That's another Sam, hour, by the way. No, Sam, 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 Sam. If you want, like you like if you if you want to do do a pod on like the NBA eating its seed corn by always yeah. promoting always promoting <laughs> crap Laker and Knicks teams instead of like trying to make a star out of Paul George on those Indiana teams or something. Like yeah. that's that. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that because I absolutely agree. Like it's, it, 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 it be like trying to make like, the I league mean, about four teams instead of about like, Hey, these are sure. some really interesting players. I think, right. I do think they have learned some lessons like jaw is getting, I mean, right. maybe it's, maybe it's right. because, He's he's so irrepressible that that sure. there's, just, there's just no Maybe way to it's deny organic it. like Stefan Giannis. Maybe that's yeah. the only way. It's yeah. But I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like we we all watched that um, Chiefs Bills game, yeah, featuring probably the two best you know quarterbacks under the age of thirty. And if you take a step back, is is two, Pat Mahomes two, Leo Messi? By like. Sure. I mean, but like, my, like, point, my what, point. What do you do with it they, anyway? Sorry. They are the two. Well, and, and it's ironic, one of the other best quarterbacks in Green Bay, those are the smallest possible markets on earth, Buffalo versus Kansas City. Like, can you imagine an NBA equivalent of uh, market like Sacramento versus Utah getting that kind of love? Like, it might have happened during David Stern's era when, when small market, when, like, if the team was good and it had characters who mattered, like, people would watch, right? But, like, it's just... I don't know, man. Like the the Bucks playoff run was pretty pretty special and fun to watch. Yes, and well, uh, look, I don't well, know that it, you you've seen both. You guys have seen both sides of this because like right. it wasn't that long ago the Warriors were a quote small market team, even though like just sure. ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, like you know, there, there's like like Milwaukee is never going to be a big market team. The Warriors now very much are, but for any number of reasons. Um, but like, what's that, what's that transition? Like aside from your, you know, your, your uh, commentary team becoming insufferable over the course of Jesus a few Christ. years. <laughs> Don't remind me. That's a great so, question. I, um, I, shit, so man. I don't know. Andy might feel differently than me because I've always rooted for the Oakland based teams who operate like small, maybe they shouldn't like the Oakland A's don't really have, a pot to piss in in terms of like market disadvantages, they just create their own. But like, that's kind of been the way I've consumed sports. So it's, it's, it's weird for me to watch the Warriors quote unquote, be the juggernaut, like at least business wise, like there's no way around it. They're one of the three or four most profitable teams in the NBA. Um, And that's just weird. It's just weird for me. It's weird for me to operate from a team who thinks of themselves like, like the Yankees or Cowboys or something, you know? Well, every, everyone else thinks of them like they do the Yankees and Cowboys now too. So, you you've you've become the baddies. So, congratulations. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, see. We'll so, see. We'll see when Steph retires. So we've been going almost an hour and a half. And before we started, Sam was like, uh, 
I got yeah, kid I got, duty, I got, so yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so, so I I really appreciate you guys giving the time. This this was great. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do another home and home series uh, uh, sometime a little bit later in the season because I think this was uh, a lot of fun chatting with you guys the last two nights. When the sun comes, you, up, when the suns are back, baby. You got it, man. All right, this is fun. All right, thanks a lot, everyone. Um, I am back. Uh, where, who am I talking to? I'm talking tomorrow with uh, Allison Lucan, of, uh, who uh, covers the Seattle Kraken and is one of the best data-driven storytellers I know. Uh, it will be a slightly less uh, free-flowing conversation, slightly fewer, um, slightly, slightly less mockery in that conversation, but she's one of my favorite people in and around sports and really has some great insights on how to tell stories with data. So hopefully you join me then, and thanks for listening, and uh, have a good night, everyone.